the Exton Moss Experiment. Adventures in Wine and Space with Simon Exton and Ken Moss. Hello, hello, boys and girls. Happy New Year's Eve. To all of you out there, this is another edition of the Exton Moss Experiment, and I'm Ken Moss. I'm Simon Exton. And what do we do on a New Year's Eve? We play drinking games. We do. So what is this year's drinking game? It's the Doctor Who TV movie drinking game, which we have named this year... Get your clocks out. Planet Earth 1999. He's back and it's about time. Doctor! In the fight for eternity. By midnight tonight, this planet will be pulled inside out. There can only be one master. I never liked this planet, Doctor. Paul McGann is Doctor Who. Don't panic! Everything is under control! And what are the rules of this game, Ken? Uh, The rules of this game are that we take a drink every time somebody mentions time. Fuck, I thought it was going to be every time somebody mentions a clock. We're going to be wankered. We can do both. What could possibly go wrong? I think it's time that we uh, got out the tonic screwdriver and opened up the gin bottle. So what have we got? We have got Oxley Cold Distilled London Dry Gin. It is... Ooh, 47%. Ooh, and I've made strong measures. Nice. The info bollock says, We intended our partnered cold distillation still to create an innovative, bright and smooth-tasting gin. We dedicated eight years and 38 recipes to perfect the process of making Oxley gin in a vacuum still below freezing point. Our unique process uses fresh botanicals that you can taste in every sip. Distilling without heat leads to a gin with more fresh fruit, vibrant citrus, herbal and floral flavours than a traditional distillation process. Well, you have really sold yourselves there, Oxley. So, uh, the first thing we do is the nasal appraisal. What are we getting out of the glass? Oh, um, it smells like gin. But really ginny gin. Should we dive in? Ooh. What's going on there? That's very, very, very smooth. For a gin that strength, that is incredibly smooth. Am I getting licorice out of that? A little bit. But it's quite sweet as well. It's certainly going to be a hefty one for a drinking game. We're going to die. If we survive, please tune in again. This is lovely. This is this is really nice. It, for all that it's strong, it's smooth. It has... A really nice mix of botanics, but it is very gin-forward. It tastes like a smooth gin with bite. I I love this. I don't know what to make of it. Um, Five for me. Oh, really? Yes, I think this is really nicely done. I like it. That licorice edge to it really knocks it off for me. I'm going to give it a three, but it's um, that's only because I don't like licorice. And I don't know why I'm getting that flavour. I suspect it's not meant to be forward, but I'm really sensitive to any any sort of licorice flavour. It's really well made, though. That is a well-made gin. So uh, go with Dr. Exton's recommendation on this. Ignore me for this one. You're, you're quite keen 
Yes, I think that's lovely. It's very much a sipping gin. I think if you were to neck that, you would regret it. Can you imagine any scenario where you'd sit down and just neck gin in front of the TV? Hello. Apparently we haven't met. I think we should take our glasses and descend into the bowels of Podcasting House to open up the Black Archive. What has Spaff been doing in here? What on earth? There are sweet rappers galore. Spaff, our tame Silurian. He, he set up a Tame biv- is a very enthusiastic mm. description. Well, he I set up he a bivouac down here some time ago because he brought his crisps down and we've never seen him again. Spaff! No, he, he's not responding. He's in here somewhere. Clearly likes prawn cocktail crisps. He's been a bit difficult to contact since he discovered those tapes of the Macro Terror. That's it. Mm. A lot of Silurian self-love going on. Uh, what are you rescuing this time? Well, we always do Doctor Who for Doctor Who, and we've done all of the missing Doctor Who episodes. So, to close the book on missing Doctor Who, what I would like is that any missing sensor clips from the recovered episodes be recovered. So, things like the Saxon death sequence in the the Time Meddler, things like the death in the phone box sequence in Thor Machines. All of those I would like back. Oh, no, hang on a minute. Didn't Death in the Phone Box sequence come back from New Zealand when their sensor clips came back? But There are bits of the War Machines that are still missing. Yes, yeah, there's still a couple of minutes of the War Machines that are missing and they've recreated with other, other clips. But it would be nice to have all of those censored things back. I fully agree with you. And the fact that somebody actually did turn them up in a sort of filing cabinet only a few years ago, really... In two different countries, because yeah. there are Australian ones and there are New Zealand ones. And the New Zealand ones also included clips from other shows. So there were, I think there was some Out of the Unknown, mm. um, The First Lady, I can't remember what else there was. But there, there was quite a list of programmes that censor clips were discovered from. With the fact they exist at all. And there is a sort of Sierra Leone thing oh, mm, mm, with the Australian ones, because it was the later batch of censor clips that were discovered in Australia. And there had been an earlier batch that had been junked only about a year or 18 months previously. And I think it it included clips from shows that otherwise had no surviving footage. So I think there there were clips in there from The Massacre. No! I can't remember whether there was anything in there from Marco Polo. There might have been. Please don't dangle the carrot. It's a very personal comment. Ding dong. Well... I would like to shut the door on the Black Archive and take us next door into the Imaginarium. In America somewhere, at Fox, Universal, whoever's got them, are the original film masters of the Doctor Who movie. Now, the, I believe that the edit decision list, the EDL, is lost. So it would have to be a bit of a sort of a, a Star Trek remaster moment. They'd have to go right back to the original negatives and rebuild the film shot by shot from the original masters. The restoration team, or whoever is responsible now at the BBC, they would do that in a heartbeat. But I think... We've had a, a, love, a very lovely Blu-ray, and that's the one that we're going to be watching tonight of an upscaled TV movie. 
It's not the same as going back to the film masters, and I would love to see how beautiful this would look. A TV movie Blu-ray from the film negatives. So here we are back in the viewing room, and we are about to hit play on Doctor Who, the TV movie. Without further ado, from 1996, Ron VT. It was on the planet Skaro that my old enemy, the Master, was finally put on trial. They say he listened calmly as his list of evil crimes was read and sentence passed. Then he made his last, and I thought somewhat curious request. He demanded that I, the Doctor, a rival Time Lord, should take his remains back to our home planet. Oh, time. Time of the first sip. Oh, that looks a bit shit. Mm. Sounds a bit shit too. The Daleks. So just to be clear, for this drinking game, every time somebody says time, we take a sip of gin. And by sip, we mean mouthful. Oh, yes. Where were you when you first saw this? I was still living in Bournemouth. Still living in Bournemouth, still working in the factory. I would have been working with Andy. Oh, and... Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, it was 93 I left, so... And he was still there when I left. This was 96. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm thinking, I, I keep thinking this is 92. 96, I would have been in Belfast. See, I was with... Uh, Paul. I bought this on VHS when it came out, because it came out a week before transmission. I couldn't contain myself. I bought it. I watched it in uh, Paul's bedroom in Lostick Hall. I've got to say, I loved it. I've got to say, this is a lovely, lovely Blu-ray release, but you can tell it's upscaled. Ah, Sylvester McCoy reprising his role as the Seventh Doctor. At the time, I was delighted. With the benefit of hindsight, actually, though, it does hold the movie back. Um, I think it's quite a nice... Oh, are we doing sips with clocks as well? We're going to have to. Take a mouthful. Actually, you should probably neck a bit more than a mouthful because there are about a million. There are a million clocks. There's also clocks on the console, so don't forget that. Destination. I absolutely. And a 900 year diary. A nice little kiss. It's very thin for 900 years, but. This console room, though, the Mahogany Cathedral, my all time favourite console room. And what they've dressed McCoy in there, the whole. Black tie. Time machine. Yep. Right, she was. Everything about. Time machine. Oh, time, of course. Chin chin. Oh, no. How many. Mm. <laughs> How many are we doing for that? Okay, now that's about half a glass. What do you think of the console room? I love it. Would it surprise you to find that this is my favourite? Um, after the millionth or so time that you've told me, no, it's not any surprise at all. I can completely understand why. Mm. 
the, the silvery blob is a bit mm. 90s but this whole sort of TARDIS crash thing where I do like the fact that they've given McCoy his hat the question mark umbre- umbrella is missing but it's, it's recognisable McCoy the giant glowing seal of Rastlon in the background oh that's lovely I've always been a fan of the seal of Rastlon They've always said that the movie was really being pulled in four directions. You had BBC, Fox, Universal, and uh, who was the the, the four? Uh, Seagull. They were all sort of pulling in four different directions, and they gave it to Jeffrey Sachs, the director, and Philip Siegel, the producer, and they had to satisfy all of those. To, to be quite honest, it's a fucking miracle that this got made at all. And I still say, all these years later, what came out of it, I still say it is a good product. There are flaws with it, it's, it's not perfect, but all things considered, this was only really, almost not even seven years after it had been cancelled. It's still yeah. a, a lovely little, because uh, you've said this before, that it's still within sort of fairly recent memory of it yeah. being cancelled. This was filmed in Vancouver, uh, doubling for San Francisco, and you can see from the actors' breaths just how cold it was that night. Yeah. But it's supposed to be December. I know, but then there's cold, and then there's this cold. I mean, look at the state of them. And now this scene was edited to ribbons for the uh, release, and also the VHS release in England, because it came not long after the Dunblane Massacre. And everyone was massively sensitive about it. So this w- this was massively cut down. Visit London. That great big scanner that the Doctor's got in the TARDIS. He didn't think to activate before stepping out into a hail of gunfire. But there's been plenty of times though the TARDIS lands and he just steps straight out, so... The, the huddle in TARDIS, it's eclipsed the Logopolis TARDIS as my favourite one. I really, really love that design. Do you have a favourite box? That's a very personal question. I know. The outside thing? Yeah. No. You don't? No. I don't see an awful lot of difference between any of them. You must be joking. I can see the differences. It's not that I don't recognise that there is a difference, but it's a police box. Minutiae of size and window shape and all of that crap. No, I, I, I don't really see any, any important difference between them. See, I would have thought the Troughton box would have been your one. But obviously you see it as a, a, a blue conveyance. We've got quite a long time without anybody mentioning time. This is about to change. I mean, we could make the argument that asking what the date is is a reference to time. Should we have a sip? Splishy splashy. Well, I don't think we said you can only have a drink when they mention time. Oh, this bit with the Master's Morphant Snake. It it actually crops up in uh, the very first... BBC 8th Doctor novel The Eight Doctors 
by Terence Dix. And it's... Um, Not good. Oh, no, I love The Eight Doctors. Yeah. That, that got me on board with Doctor Who novelisations. It was the whole Big Finish-esque, I must put every single continuity reference I possibly can into this. But I think that was sort of... It was the bridging point. Because bear in mind, I never by that point, I'd never read any of The New Adventures. So I jumped on with The Eight Doctors, and it was a lovely, perfect bridging point. I think they got the tone of that spot on, to be honest. But it was establishing that no, Master had swallowed a uh, a thing that when he died he would turn into a morphant and that's I mean just looking at that x-ray from a different from a distance there was only one heart there were two weird lump things in the middle of the chest but they didn't look like hearts I spent quite a lot of time looking at chest really Uh, you surprised me Dr. Exton now that I think is a nice effect that with it the, the empty jacket inflates She's crying. Do you think she's in pain? Oh, I love opera. But opera is one of those things that you either absolutely adore or hate. There's no middle ground. You clearly hate opera, don't you? Yes. And if you are the cardiologist on call, you are going to be called in. It's not like when I was an immunologist and we didn't get called very often. Cardiology is called all the time. Hearts are fairly important. Well, I once heard um, heart surgery described by... It was a, a conversation between a car mechanic and a heart surgeon. We're really, we're not really that much different, are we? We, we tinker with the thing that makes the engine go. Yeah. Um, and the, the heart surgeon turns around and says, well, yeah, try it with the engine running. But she's not about to do heart surgery. She's... Clock. Clock. Chin, chin, chin. Because she's about to do PCI, isn't she? Uh, for the benefit of the listeners at home. Uh, uh, so stent thingy, which is done by medics, not surgeons. Surgeons would hack his chest open and do things directly rather than... It's sort of sad that the seventh Doctor's life, Time's Champion, ends... Not in a blaze of glory, but by a botched operation. Well, one, it's not an operation. Um, And two, why are they doing it? Because he's alive and awake and... But surely the the vast majority of operations are conducted on patients who, before they were anaesthetised, are awake and aware of what's going on. Well, not emergency ones coming from the ED. And this isn't technically an operation. Although that camera is really impressive because they don't look like that. They don't give images Well, I was going to ask, actually, the the camera is showing individual red blood cells. Is that how it really looks? Uh, Probably not in the subclavian artery, no. And actually, you'd have to have a microscope camera, which isn't important. What I was more thinking is that the thing that you thread in is tiny. And actually does a whole load of important stuff. That last gasp from McCoy is a bit silly. Um, and it was edited out of the UK version. Never de-scrub in theatre. We would have been lynched as medical students for doing that. In that particular shot, she is impossibly beautiful. 
I know I'm talking to the wrong audience there, but... Pretty much. You don't know this man at all, do you? Yeah, I do. Then tell me his real name. See, I don't really understand why he hasn't just fucked off. And he no, well, around. I, I've got to say, neither do I, because he doesn't know McCoy. And he's just watched his two mates getting gunned down by the people who've shot him. So it's clock. Splitchy. Watch. Fucking hell, we're going to be pissed by the end of this. You see, I get shouted at for... And actually, I don't dump uniform on chairs because I, I wear scrubs and they get washed every, every time I wear them. I'd love to say it was me that does the washing, but Alan doesn't allow me to use the washing machine because he doesn't think I know how to manage it. Oh, now that's a nice That's effect. a lovely shot. The actual master snake. Yeah. Feet eye view, less lovely. He's not got bad feet, though, for a 50-odd-year-old man. Because mine are 40 odd year old and they're, they're nothing like that. I wouldn't like my feet to appear on camera. Clock! Splash here! Right, that's not the way the freezers work. You don't put a trolley in. They're normally, they're normally three deep, three or four deep, and you slid onto a shelf. Have you seen the Baywatch movie? Strangely enough, no, that's passed oh, by. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. It completely takes the piss out of Baywatch. But one of the things while they're doing their investigating... Oh, do you know what? That is a lovely effect. That's the... really nice, the snake down the throat. And this is one of the best alien. things of the movie. I really, really like the fact... Oh, that they've, they've totally tied into the master here. We've got a clock shot coming up. And this is sort of precursor of all the Artron energy mm. stuff, isn't it? Although, having said that, you had the, the energy flare right the way back to Hartnell. You did, really, although that was an accident. It was a, a quirk of the uh, the mixing desk. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't really make any difference. This regeneration is the, it, it's the first of the, the really good ones. I do like the tying into the classic Frankenstein. This was great. The, that whole breath thing, that was a, a mister behind McGann's mouth. Hmm. Dan, is that you? Dr. Green and Dr. Giles. Well. It sounds like broken wouldn't... hair, doesn't it, really? Well, no... You wouldn't have a doctor on duty in the mortuary. You'd have mortuary techs. I do like the way that the the door, the morgue doors are all the painted tides blue. God, no! The whole fainting thing falls a bit flat because as you can see him walking along while the Frankenstein monster is walking along on the reflection. Clock. Clock, indeed. Splitchy. That's a nice shot. It's a little bit Jacob's Ladder, really, isn't it? And the whole drug scene's in there. Uh, Clock. Clock. Splitchy. Mm. All this wandering through a, a 
a disused hospital ward thing. But it's not just disused, it's it's derelict. Yeah. It um, doesn't make a lot of sense. It's got a flooding pipe coming out of the ceiling. Now all that mirror thing was nicely done. But it doesn't let if you look at it, it doesn't make any sense. Why is there an impaled baby? In exactly. It? Oh no, the broken mirror thing is very nice. I mean, this is a bit overdramatic and not good for anybody epileptic. This was a bit that I didn't really like, where the, the whole sort of Jesus Christ thing, where the Doctor and the Master are both reborn at the same time. Yeah. I and get the idea, but I did, it doesn't really pull off from me. And you're right, the derelict ward with, with flooding and everything, it's terribly atmospheric, it doesn't make sense in a, a modern hospital. Oh, the scarf, I mean, it doesn't oh. look anything. It's not the actual scarf. It's near enough. It's a nice kiss. Do we have a clock coming up? I think we do. Chang Lee in the alley. Tom Baker's tonic screwdriver. Clock. It's a watch. No, that's no, that's a yo-yo. It, okay, I'm, I'm getting a bit of ahead of myself. Oh, no, you're alive. Oh, the, here we go. The Eighth Doctor's costume. I fucking love it. Anyway, splish. And this is sort of... Throwback to Spearhead from Space. Clock! Tick tock, tick tock, splish. I have that clock. Tardis. Clock! There we go. Shit. Oh, I have that TARDIS key. You'll be surprised to hear. Not in the least. That was actually Eric Roberts' wife. Actual wife. Uh, and I believe that it's it's written into his, his contract that uh, his wife goes wherever he does. Oh, so Patrick McGoohan style. Explain. Patrick McGoohan, it was written into his contract that the only person that he would do any kind of sex scene with was his wife. I didn't know that. Um, so you look at Danger Man and there will be a lot of romantic stuff, but he doesn't kiss anybody. Oh, white coat. I, I miss wearing a white coat. But Americans still wear white coats. So. He's there, sockless and shoeless, but he's still in his Eighth Doctor costume. And he's so- wearing a watery tag. <laughs> Clock. And he said time. And he said time. Double, double tick. Fuck tons of clocks. Dribble mm. sip. Fucking okay, hell. Where's my orange gin gone? You saw the X-ray, I had two hearts. Now without a body or without records, I thought for all the world that he was actually the uh, I don't know whether you're familiar with friends. Yeah. He was um Rachel's no Phoebe's boyfriend. Struck lobster legends. It's not. No, no, he's too old. I, I thought he was Hank Azaria, but he's not. The the guy at The Simpsons, who does Apu and Mr. Burns and things. Yes. Tired of life, but afraid of dying. 
So McGann's always hated that wig. I've got to say, I, I really like it. I think it suits the whole persona really yeah. well. See, I, this whole wire and the blood thing, I would like to say... Well, you don't go in through the chest, normally going through the groin. Well, I was about to say, I've had heart surgery. That exact thing happened to me, where there was something that was poking out of my chest that they'd left in, having gone in through my leg. And I pulled it out through my chest. It was nothing like as long as that, I have to say. But it came out through my chest, and it was bizarre. I, I got a, a rather nice compensation for it. But oh, I had, um, well, you'll know it, atrial fibrillation. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was on the set of the movie. I got orders to move his body. Ew. Oh, now, this is something they never ran with. The, the master here has just pulled off his own fingernail because his body is decaying. It was something that was supposed to be part of the, the movie. They never really ran with. I think that if they'd done it sort of, if I said the fly style, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that would really have been a great thing to run with. They never did. That's the only thing they touch on in the whole movie, that his body's decaying. In the TV novelisation by Gary Russell... It's quite different. It, it's explicitly explored that his body is decaying. And to be honest, it, that is a very good book. It is. Which they just re-released, and I must read the re-release version because it's expanded on and, I believe, made better. Why is she wearing a stethoscope? She's a doctor. Yes, but she's just been driving home and coming... I don't wear my stethoscope when I'm in the car. Of course class. you do. No, I don't. You wear your stethoscope all the time. You're a doctor. I remember. I was with Pachini before he died. I was, I was, I was. There is nothing more irritating than somebody trying to talk when you're trying to listen to their chest. Can you imagine how beautiful this would look off the original film negatives? It looks good now. Ah, a little cue there. They uh, they recued McGann there. They did a voiceover because he said, "I have twelve lives." On the recorded version, he recued it to thirteen in the voiceover. The first swearing in Doctor Who. I don't believe in that crap. I don't think it is the first swearing. What would you suggest? Knackered. No ghost lights. No, the Billy Fluff in Time Meddler, where, he's, where he says to Stephen, no, do stop buggering me. No, no, do stop buggering me. On the sexual air supply, of course, in the Will in Space. Yeah, well, that's not really swearing, is it? Oh, I love this Titus Key thing. I really love it. I mean, what's the suitably what the fuck moment? But, I mean, this just looks phenomenal. I absolutely adore this Titus console room. It really, really is. Have you seen the YouTube videos of people that have... They've got the Titus console and remastered it. Oh, it is absolutely marvellous. I can't remember the name and... Uh, Kenny Smith, who does a podcast on called Pieces of Eighth, 
He interviews the guy that's got the TARDIS console and how he came to own it. It's absolutely magnificent, but the guy who came to own it happens to be a special effects guy, so he knew how to renovate it. So all the LED lights, the the sodium lights, they're all renovated to LEDs, and the sound effects programs, it's just marvellous. Well, she Grace has a microscope in her house. Of course she does. She's a doctor, don't you? No. Good idea. Let's go for a walk. And she's just left the microscope. Has she never been in the laboratory? You burn the element out. Gold dust? You get the rest when I get my body back. Deal? See, the original idea was that, that there will be an A to Z of the Doctor's drawers and he would pull the gold to set of G and D would have a Dalek plunger in it. Oh, wow. The points are not seen since the Gopolis. And CGI bats were a bit shit, but... Although later identified in um, the novels as flavoured shrews. Chang Lee opens the Eye of Harmony. Um, this is last referenced in the uh, Big Finish audio, the sixth Doctor audio, audio story, The Apocalypse Element. Have you heard that? Hmm. What do you think? I, I like it. That's a little Arthurian. I mean, this whole human eye thing makes no sense. Well, it doesn't matter. Why would they need a human eye to open the Eye of Harmony? What is it? And why is the Eye of Harmony on his TARDIS rather than in the Gallifrey under the Capitol where it should be? (laughs) Plot. So the whole Doctor kissing Grace thing, that is, to me, it's very much a sort of a... Um, I, I remember everything is, is it's just an in-the-moment thing. It's not a, a passionate, romantic thing. That's the retinal structure of the human eye. No, it's not. All these flash cuts get a little irritating after a while. Um, I quite like the whole half-human thing. It makes a lot of sense. Time. Time. Splish Timing clock, clock, chin, chin, splish, McSplash. We must get to the duck before he finds a cock. Clock, chin, chin. Let me in, we can sit down, we can have a cup of tea, we can talk about this reasonably. Sure, time lord, the earthly. Yes, that's what I'm a time lord. Well, I thought you were a doctor. Time, time. I'm calling an ambulance to take him back. 
Time. We don't, we don't have time for this. Time. Clock. Clock. Not the way we get hold of a bed in hospital. Really? No. Is there no bat phone? Well, no, we can phone up and ask for them, but you actually have to justify it rather than saying, I want. Clock. Clock. Splishy. Clock. <clears throat> Double hit. Clock. 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 Down the glass moment. Fucking hell. That was a bad one. I mean, is that not skin flaky part of the, the whole falling apart? Where? On his cheek. Clock. Time. Time. Fucking hell. Oh. Time. It's in my eye. It's, stop it, it's dirty. <laughs> so they, he took the keys out of the ignition to give to him so that he can put them back in the ignition to start the motorbike up. The, the fact that Grace has just shot it with the gun. They shot the radio. They can't have done any favours. Um, I, mean, I don't know what to think about the, the car chain. It, it's all right. It's very 90s America. Not very Doctor Who. Can you not imagine Pertwee doing this? Yes, fair does. Pertwee had car chases and... Hovercraft, motorbike, helicopter. Yeah. So I don't particularly have a problem with the car chase. I think it goes on a bit too long. Uh, Planet of the Spiders 4 and 5. I think there's a lot of things in Planet of the Spiders that go on too long. I wonder if extra changing his tyre in the TV movie got a lot of extra work. Um, I suspect if he wanted, there'd be a, a load of convention appearances, a la Galaxy Quest. Well, he did start off the encounter by telling him exactly where they were aiming to go. What did you do for Millennium Eve? I was in uh, Yates's Wine Lodge in Preston and we decided at the stroke of midnight to pour all the drinks into a big ice bucket and take a sip each. Was it disgusting? Wasn't pleasant. Yourself? Um, I had Millennium Flu so I was in bed. Really? Yeah. I was supposed to go and visit friends in Ireland. Um, they'd got a party organised overlooking the Alatara and I had to cancel 
Yes, um, for, uh, there's a, is there a chance of a clock? No! Clock. 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 The least subtle pickpocketing since the Craig Sterling. Subtle sexual reference there. I know you. You do, huh? Gareth, answer the second question on your midterm exam, not the third. The third may look easier, but you'll mess it up. What? Remember, answer the second question, don't forget. I won't. I'd like to say I didn't use that. When I took my... This was at the time when I was at university. I actually did the whole second question thing and passed with flying colours. What second question? On my university exams. Uh, because I thought the third did look actually easier. So I, op- I, I actively opted for the second and it worked. Oh, right, okay. Um, my final is you didn't get a choice about what questions to, to answer. You had to answer everything. Basically, because when you qualify, you are expected to know a reasonable amount about basically everything. They've been jizzed to death. It does look like it. It just makes sense that they're they're using that as a kind of abseil thing. So it's their weight and their tension on the on the hose going down, but there's no tension on it on the the inside. Time. Time. And so the police motorcycle they stole. Cloaking device. Is chameleon circuit too sophisticated? Mm. Oh, I love this TARDIS so much. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. The fact that we see so little of the console room is shocking, really. Why is that blue flask appearing on the TARDIS console? I've always liked those black contacts. But anyway, all of this has happened within 11 minutes. Oh dear God. I always dress. I always dress for the occasion. The Liberace Doctor. Hello, how are you? Clock. Clock. Mmm. Mm. Time. Time. New millennium didn't start at the beginning of uh, 2000. It started really? Of 2001. The, the, the clock. Clock. Splish it. This is my only chance. He's right, Doctor. 
Are they contacts that McGann's yeah. wearing? The uh, contacts McGann's and um, Eric Roberts is well, wearing. Eric Roberts' contacts, not a surprise, because not many people have glowy green split pupil eyes. I mean, the master's plan didn't, doesn't seem to make an awful lot of sense. What, you mean human eyes opening the Gallifreyan Eye of Harmony? No, that's the plot not making sense. A very 90s effect, but it, they look good. Mm. The whole rewiring the TARDIS thing doesn't make a lot of sense. Except as a trap and homage. Clock. Clock. Swish. Time. Time. Clocks. Clock. 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 Mm. Oh, good God. Clock, 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 clock. Never really understood the reason for the whole chest plate thing. The whole metal chest plate thing he was wearing. This is a special effects on this aren't great. Clock. Oh yes. Clock. Oh fuck's sake. This was your idea. It was. Why are there leaves in the TARDIS? Let's swallow the magic. You know that's kind of what we're here for. Yeah, sure. Spingly spangly timey wimey. Back to life. Back to reality. Just, just to completely ignore Chang Lee. Well, he, he was a thieving little shite for an awful Correct. lot of it. Thieving gypsy bastard. Oh, look, I've never noticed, but in the background is the, uh, the doctor's sort of chest cage thing. Clock. Splishy. Are we ready? Three, two, one. Clock. I 
How did you feel about the kiss? Didn't worry me at all. Um, Likewise. It was him trying to fit in as human. I did like the come with me thing. Yeah. Which was a bit sort of proto-Martha saying, treat me as an equal. Time, 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 time. Splishy. Well, good grief, that was one of the worst drinking games we've ever played. I'm absolutely hammered. Oh, I didn't think it was too bad. You do look wankered. I am, I have to say. I don't feel too bad. Boys and girls, if you want a good drinking game, that's second only to Withnail and I. Good grief, that was that was hard going. I suspect it had we done the awakening drinking game, it would be even worse, but we gave up halfway through. Yeah, COVID got in the way of that one. Um, well, no, because we weren't originally recording the episode as a drinking game, whereas this we have. And so we have done drinking. Um, Ken seems to have quite a lot left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So welcome to 2022. Happy New Year. Bye bye now. The Exton Moss experiment featured Simon Exton and Ken Moss. All featured soundtracks are the property of their respective producers, and no infringement of copyright is intended. Title music was performed by the BBC Symphony Orchestra, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.